Welcome to Sundial on WLRN. I'm Carlos Frias. Long before he opened a restaurant, Pushkar Murate thought he might be a doctor. It was in his home, cooking in the kitchen with his mother and grandmother, that Pushkar found his real calling. And now he's being called one of the best chefs in the country. It took him a while to get there. His dad was a mechanic with the Indian Air Force and moved his family from base to base. And those travels taught Pushkar the flavors beyond his home. It led him to cooking school in Europe, to professional kitchens from Los Angeles to Miami. He combined those lessons with what he learned in his grandmother's kitchen. Pushkar learned to cook everything. And that love of flavors shows up in the dishes at his two Palm Beach County restaurants, Staj and Ila. Now he's being nominated as one of the best chefs in the South for a James Beard Award. They call it the Oscars of the food world. Pushkar wanted a restaurant that was truly American, that embraced a variety of flavors and cultures. By the way, there's a reason we're talking to a lot of local chefs and people in the food industry this month. The James Beard nominations came out, and the annual South Beach Food Festival is coming up in two weeks. Here to talk with us about his inspiration and his journey is Pushkar Murate. Hey, Carlos. How are you, man? Doing great. That's uh, quite a bit of an introduction. Thank you so much for making me look so uh, so much more than uh, what we really are. It's, <laughs> it's just uh, good food and great service is what we do at Staj and Ila. Listen, I think sometimes you have to step back a little bit and, you know, see the, the things that you've created and then kind of dig into it and appreciate it a little bit. And that's, that's what we're going to do today. Absolutely. Thanks yeah. for having me here. That's my pleasure. So first off, what kind of doctor would you have been? <laughs> I would have made a terrible medical uh, <laughs> practitioner. Uh, I wanted to be a neurosurgeon, and quickly I realized uh, I, it's not for me. And and uh, I, I got out. I got out of it, and and uh, and I chased my dream of cooking really. And and I shared my thoughts with my parents and my family, and they're like, "Oh well." Uh, do what do you want to do? What do you really dreamt? And and I went to culinary school in India. Cool. And uh, it was it was quite shocking for a lot of people. My friends, pretty much all my childhood friends are either uh, like we Indians are known for, <laughs> either they're doctors or uh, they're engineers or working for some uh, tech companies out west here or back home. Uh, like all all sort of tech or medical practice uh, practitioners, but to get off road from from a conventional because I'm talking in early 2000s when mm-hmm. like everyone just wanted to do what uh, their parents wanted them to be or everyone had similar kind of ideas to get out of the box wasn't the easiest thing. But I loved going to culinary school and I want I knew I wanted to cook. Cool. Yeah. So let, let's kind of start a little bit from the beginning. Tell, tell me a little bit about your background. You're from which state in uh, India? In Maharashtra. I'm born in Nagpur, and uh, and I got raised uh, with my parents since my father moved Air Force bases to bases. So I grew up uh, a, a lot, like a good period of my time, I was in uh, Punjab, which is a northern province in India. So describe to me a little bit of, of the food that you grew up eating. I, at home, I always grew up eating. Like at home, my mom cooked regional uh, dishes from from Maharashtra, and I grew up vegetarian. Uh, but since we moved from bases to bases, 
we didn't have same regional uh, families. We didn't have people from our state. It was uh, it was because India is such a diverse country. It was people from Punjab, people from Kerala, people from uh, Northeast, a lot of different states. Like our neighbors were Muslim, Sikh. Uh, there was a Parsi family lived next to us. So it was a, a, a big cultural mix living on one Air Force base. They're my neighbors. So as I was growing up, I was trying different foods. I'm like, wow, India is so much more about just what we know. And uh, not just, I wasn't just mingling with Maharashtrian kids. I was mingling with uh, Muslim, Hind, different religions, different beliefs. And and before I knew, I was I already had so much different food from India. And that's what kind of got me thinking uh, how the rest of the world looks like. I, it seems like you had a similar experience that like even a lot of Americans don't realize that, I mean, India is a big country. And so the regional cuisine is is exquisite. Like it's it's from region to region, state to state, city to city. It can it can vary a lot. North well, Indian, South Indian. Absolutely. Like they say, I mean, I don't know who came up with it, but I have to agree with it. Like every 50 miles, uh, the food and 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 the language uh, changes, really the food and and every state uh, has India got divided onto the land uh, on the basis of language, mm-hmm. uh, so each state has its own language, uh, not dialect. So the food really varies. Even in one state, uh, Maharashtra is a pretty big state. Like coastal Maharashtra has a lot of seafood. Central Maharashtra has a lot of poultry and and a lot of game dishes because it's like a lot of forest around there. So it it really changes every fifty mile. You get a different food. And I, I cannot wait to go back again. Do you get inspiration from going back? Do you? Yeah, I haven't really been back uh, oh, almost eight years. Wow. Uh, yeah, since uh, 2016, I haven't been back. Tell me about growing up in that, that environment. So your dad was in the... Indian Air Force. And so what was your family unit when you moved to area? Was it... Who, who, was, who was your family unit when you moved around? Uh, like um, my my mom and dad and my younger brother and, and he's five years younger to me so for the for up up to like and he was a lot younger so it was four of us moving around and I, I would always come home with different food and and even my grandmother remembers like in my initial like uh when I was three four years old I was staying with my grandparents and they would always tell me that I was always busy looking at the kitchen uh, in school, watching them what they're cooking, so they already knew one of the days I'm gonna I'm, either somehow I'm gonna be related to some sort of cooking because I would repeat the recipes, the steps, and the procedures uh, as a little kid. As a little kid, and I would I would always narrate that in like third person. I'm like someone else looked at it, and I would and a little before they they caught on to it, they're like, oh, actually he's looking at it because he knows such a detailed uh, recipes about all the things they're cooking in the cafeteria as a four-year-old it was pretty impressive and my grandmother's always tells me to date and so you guys are moving a lot and you're at different postings tell me about some of the places you were posted and that you remember yeah, yeah so the earlier on we were in the Patan court and uh in in the foods i would have it's like a lot different than what uh, I would see uh, in Maharashtra, where my grandparents and my rest of our family lived. So it was it was like 
the spices were different the cooking uh methods were different a lot of mustard oil and and since it was a lot cooler climate in punjab the food foods were like meant to cater to keep you warm and give me an example yeah, like what's a like, dish what's like a, what's like a... uh for an instance a chicken they do a chicken dish uh there i grew up vegetarian but i was already sneaking into my friend's house and <laughs> and eating uh at their homes eating different chicken dishes so for an example the the food up north has a lot of ghee and they use uh like to keep you warm and and the foods are heavy like for an instance the they use a lot of warm spices like cloves, cardamom, and heavy use of fenugreek leaves. Uh, all those spices kind of keep you warm and use usage of a lot more fattier foods like uh, like any any other culture. Like mm-hmm. northern Italian food is fat uh, fat heavy, like lot, lots of uh, cheeses, and, and it's a lot heavier than the coastal food. Similar in India, the foods up north in, in uh, Mara, uh, Punjab was a lot heavier and usage of uh kidney beans making dal makhni which is uh, uh creamed lentils and the and the black lentils which are have a warm properties which keeps your body warmer about like few degrees higher than uh any other any other uh food you really you've really done your homework over the years yeah. about yeah. Uh, really exploring what is it about this food that that makes it different from another one oh yeah i live for it uh, it's it's not just like living through and experiencing as growing up i was just eating and having fun right but when you really get into uh this professional career of cooking going back remembering uh, the moments and remembering why certain things were done certain way uh gives you a lot more in-depth knowledge and i'm like i'm fortunate to be experienced to have the experience of this different regional cuisines having uh different people uh different neighbors from different beliefs so it was all like uh my career was in making since i was a little child so it's not just uh happened after i went to culinary school or restaurant it was a practice i like was already learning as a child who who were the who were the big cooks uh that you were exposed to growing up? Like, was it your mom? Was it your grandmother? Uh, you said, you mentioned neighbors from different backgrounds. Yeah, I mean, at home it was my mother and then my my grandmother, both my paternal and maternal grandmother. Food is such a big part of Indian culture that everything begins with the food. Like, you wake up, uh, everything gets made from scratch. So, like, it was my the first time I saw... Uh, frozen peas were like when I was almost 16 years old <laughs> and 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 when we moved back to Maharashtra like in so it's it's like uh watching everything make get getting made from scratch and watching my grandmother cook and then my neighbors too like I used to go to one of the this uh Muslim family uh who lived right next to us and they cooked such a different like recipes different food and I was like, like what, like, what, like, what, what kind like of they would make lamb curry, uh, like it was a, uh, they would call it ghost. Ghost means meat, and they would make a meat curry, like, uh, and and their sauces were cooked in ghee, and they would put yogurt in it and cook really slow. And they always had, they always had to have uh, some sort of meat dish over the weekend, and I would always smell 
that meaty aroma coming through the window and i was like oh someone's cooking <laughs> something different and and but our cooking at home was still so impactful we didn't eat my mother didn't uh my parents didn't really eat meat my dad started eating because he was in uh military with his friends and everything he was eating uh so meat what, when watching him eat uh what what did food look like for you at home uh it was like lots of vegetables lots dishes. of dishes give me dishes uh, like uh, cauliflower bhaji uh and then we make spinach bhaji which is bhaji means uh vegetable okay and uh, and using a lot of peanuts chickpea flour to to add a lot of flavors and then there's this ingredient called hing so using all these different ingredients to give to satiate your like uh what do you would say carnivore in mm-hmm. you like that's why 80% of india i might be wrong statistically but there's <laughs> like majority of india is still ve- vegetarian and it's because there is so much variety of the food like koshimbir koshimbir means uh like any sort of salad and you could make it a thousand different ways uh chapatis like sitting uh, having a lunch or dinner at india like there's always grandmother or mother cooking fresh bread and usually sit down and you get fed up till you say no i don't want it anymore <laughs> like it's like and so when i when, when i travel outside india that was the first time i saw like oh my god there's vegetables and all this is in is like publics for an instance or like supermarkets I, we had no like you know going to farmers market in the united states like now in my adulthood was uh, I'm like oh, we've been doing this all my childhood, like because there wasn't any supermarkets where I grew up. You were uh, you were that farmers market idea was the, the was big already, market. Yeah, big wholesale markets. I used to go on my father's scooter and take bags, like a dozen bags, and we would buy. So in our neighborhood, we would take tons. This Sunday, it's Marathi family is gonna go out, and for three four families, we'll buy vegetable for a fresh produce for a week. Uh, onions, potatoes, uh, different gourds, pumpkins, uh, tomatoes, uh, cucumbers, and they were all like fresh markets right on the street. Uh, set it up, and it was so it, that was such a big learning uh, for me to how fresh food, fresh vegetables are so important in 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 your diet, and how much it is, how much of a change or difference it makes when it comes from a farmer straight to you. And I want to talk about how that influenced your restaurants. But first, we're going to take a little break. Uh, we're speaking with Pushkar Murate. Uh, he's the chef and owner of two Palm Beach County restaurants, and he's nominated for a James Beard Award for Best Chef in the South. Be back in just a second. And we're back on Sundial. This is Carlos Frias, and our guest today is Pushkar Murate. Uh, he's the chef and owner of two Palm Beach County restaurants. He's nominated for a uh, James Beard Award. Uh, Pushkar, so you grew up in India going to these markets with all this fresh food and all this fresh produce. And then you begin to travel the world a little bit more, right? You begin, you, you go to, you study, actually study cooking in Europe, right? Or, or where did you go to culinary school? I went to culinary school in uh, Bhopal, Madhya Pradesh which is, uh, it was, it, it's it's a school in India. Mm-hmm. I did my bachelor's degree, which was not just the culinary uh, focus. It was all hotel and nutrition management. Oh, I see. And so we learned all about hotels and, 
and my primary focus was to learn uh, about all of our culinary. So I did, after doing that, I, I moved to Switzerland after worked working in India for a year and then moved to Switzerland to go learn advanced culinary management and also work at the same time because Switzerland is such a melting pot. Well, I was going to ask you, what, what was that experience like to go to a place that is I, the cuisine and the people and the culture and everything is so different? How did that affect you, do you think, as you begin to process your ideas about what kind of chef you want to be? Yeah, it was it was uh, amazing, but it was difficult. Such a culture shock. That was my first time on an airplane uh, ever, <laughs> wow. and I yeah. left and first time leaving my country. So it was all at once. It was culture shock in the beginning, but seeing uh, French, Italian, Austrian, and German all different cultures come together, and and the food was amazing. That's what got me. I'm like, I want to learn so much more and marry those different experiences with my heritage and uh, I wanted to travel more and so I, I within Switzerland I moved around uh, lived in Zurich uh, lived in uh, Luzern and then lived the longest in Stad which is a which is a uh, ski destination a big winter ski destination and uh, it was, was skiing a, a good way to get over that homesickness or <laughs> yeah but the Back then, I was just the cook, and I didn't have enough time because when it was everybody was skiing, I was uh, making sure we are all prepped up. So and yeah, I didn't food for the skiers, yeah, right? And the food for the ski, all the skiers. So uh, it was it was amazing. Our French, uh, I was in the French kitchen, uh, run in the French brigade style, but we had I was the only uh, immigrant at that point. Who is out of Europe? Let's put it that way. Right, and folks, folks who've seen like the show, the the bear can can get like a breakdown of the quick, uh, br- uh, the brigade system, which is basically uh, it's almost like the military. Correct. There's a breakdown like that. Well, you your dad had a military background, so I'm sure that yeah that was had, easy for you to fit into. Absolutely, and that was always my my way of like making sure uh, keeping keeping the head down, uh, keeping my head down, and just doing the right thing i was in the pasta room because we we had an italian chef in there too and i was there six months all i did was just i uh, had my head down and uh learning perfecting the pastas and i cooked the pastas for six months and one day chef walked in and he's like all right this is uh you graduate from this area you're coming out in the main kitchen and i was like oh my god thank god and i for like a month after i moved on i didn't even look at that room <laughs> i'm like i do not want to go <laughs> back in ice there. cold yeah but but how interesting that your career went from growing up with so much different regional indian cuisine to to the extreme where you're in you're learning pastas and how do you think those two things affected the the first restaurant you opened because there's something interesting about it stage uh which is spelled stage, but stage means to intern, right? It's yeah. basically like an internship. How did you think? How did you think about the kind of restaurant that you wanted to open, having those kind of experiences? Yes. So after traveling all these different places—Caribbean, West Coast of United States, uh, Europe, Middle East—I'm like uh, just opening either an Indian restaurant or a Western restaurant wouldn't be the justice to all my travel and all the people who came across so that's why we thought of uh opening a restaurant called stodge because as a as a stodge you don't just learn same thing every day Mm. you learn adapt something new as a as a cook as a travel cook you don't have a 
ethnicity as a cook. You have your ethnicity as where you're born at or born in, uh, whatever country. But as a, as a cook of a learner, you just want to do flavor forward uh, cooking. And that's why I'm like, okay, what is Taj? We, we, and we called it a flavor forward cuisine. And anything and everything which tastes good and comes together, uh, it, we, that's what we serve at Stodge. So Stodge is like, that's why I said it, I want to I wanna open a restaurant, which is uh, like a tree where the branches are all my travels mm. and the roots are deep down in India. So all, dish, all dishes and Stodge are somehow are connected uh, to India, which is my heritage. And then in and we serve like for instance we have Korean inspired dishes we have French inspired dishes because it's not just about where I had been or where I lived it's about uh, paying homage to all those different cultures who shared their food with me living in Middle East or li- even living in Cayman Islands because in or in Switzerland there are people from. Korea, there are people from Vietnam, or my roommates, or Bangladesh, hmm. or Pakistan. Like I'm, I'm friends with so many Pakistani or Bangladeshi uh, people in India. People might just think I'm crazy, but I have. Why is that? Why would they? Because there's such an animosity between India and Pakistan. But really, we are the same people. Before we, there was India was partitioned between two different countries. So it's really the the borders are just made up things. But we have a very similar culture. And that's how Stodge came together, just paying homage uh, to all different cultures and my travel experiences. Yeah, there is something really beautiful about uh, kind of everybody having a seat at the table, like at one restaurant, like that kind of thing. I, I found that, that like when I thought about it, it was Stodge felt like it was uh, it was like new American. It was like Amer- the truest American cuisine where it's got like an Indian accent. You know what I mean? Almost like it's, it's yes, it has these Indian touches to dishes that, you know, that you would you know there's a chicken dish but it's prepared a certain way or certain yeah. certain ingredients you know um tell me about that about uh like how you because you open in, in palm beach gardens right so it's not exactly like you know miami which is a really diverse you know more diverse area how do you begin to introduce those flavors to uh to a, a community that maybe didn't have something like that yes yeah, so that's a really good question uh like Opening stage was, uh, we were looking at the right real estate and as it's a, as a business side of me, right? Because uh, when you want to be a restaurateur, uh, we also have to think about right rents, right places. And I was in Miami before uh, I opened stage. I was with, uh, I was with Guy, uh, with Neven, and I was looking at the places and this, this, uh, and I used to be in Palm Beach before. So this real estate came about. I'm like, and I looked around, uh, we went around the town and there wasn't any interesting restaurant. And uh, and, and you had worked, uh, you mentioned uh, Neven. So Neven Patel, uh, who has been nominated previously for uh, James Beard Award, I think he's nominated now for Outstanding rest, Restaurant Tour. Yeah. Because he started with Guy and then he's got two others. And you uh, ran, he had two Guy's at one point and you were the executive chef at one of them. That's right at Guy Design District. You guys were you guys were yeah. buddies. You guys yeah. go back a long way. Yeah, we were line cooks together back in the day, and uh, yeah, I partnered with him to open Guy Design District. And he was he uh, gave me a big platform to bring uh, my food out and and be be more creative, innovative, and and uh, 
we were doing great things in Miami. So I'm like, I want to do this in uh, Palm Beach area. And that's when, when we found Stodge's uh, location. He, he really had to, he really trusted you as a friend as a chef to say here's the name brand of my restaurant but he turned he let you be creative that's right I was I, I had all creative freedom at, at Guy design district so it was it was a lot of fun doing this so this Guy dayland Guy design district we had both our personalities in each of our restaurants and he did trust me we still trust each other we we our families are really close any time we get we get together, uh, live really far, two corners of Florida, really. He's in Homestead, and I'm in Jupiter, so it's, it's a bit of hike. Yeah. So so you take this 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 idea that you have, these like you really almost operated that like it was your own restaurant, correct. and now you apply it up there. So tell me about how you make it, how you get people to get what you're doing up there. Yes, yeah, so we still get it. We still get this question. It's like, oh, Stodge is Indian restaurant or not? Hmm. And uh, or most of the times people will label Stodge as an Indian restaurant, and I always tell them it's not. I don't have to tell anything. I'm like, okay, the menu is not an Indian restaurant. For an instance, like we have chicken peri peri on on the menu, and and peri peri really is is like a North African dish, and Portuguese picked up, and they there's this chili they use. I'm like, chilies is one of my favorite ingredient. And I wanted to, and it's open fire. We have a nine foot long open fire grill. I'm like, let's put chicken peri peri, our version of it, and that's the the global connection for for the cooking technique using a chili as an ingredient, and uh, we're done our way. And then we for at the same time we have a chicken liver pate, which is one of our top selling dishes. And and that pate, believe it or not, I used to make it Ghee Design District in the Indian restaurant because the dish was inspired by a northern Indian uh, fried livers. So I applied the same spices and made the pate in a French way. And uh, in in restaurant like Guy Design District, we had people who would come in for just for pate. And they're like, oh, my God, this pate is so good, especially all the New Yorkers who are coming into Miami. And then I you're crossing I, cultures there yeah, very and, very easily. In yeah, those. and then I took that pate back to, I um, mean, took to Palm Beach Gardens, and that was a good way to get people in. It's like you have a liver pate; it's a gateway. So I, I the way I did stodge is like, uh, if you wake up tomorrow morning in the middle of Indian Village, it's gonna be a culture shock for anybody. <laughs> but if you if you travel from this is how I did it literally, I took people on a journey from here to New York to Middle East Dubai to Mumbai and then we took a little 12 hour bus ride to to a small village in India so you don't get a culture shock there was we kind of took them on a journey uh, gave them what they wanted and then in our way and then changed the menu through in uh, like through this three years interesting so yeah. you you evolved the menu into something into as you've gone along why, why was that interesting to you to be able to have a restaurant that wasn't strictly indian or italian or cuban you know like uh, uh why was it interesting to you um to not be put in a box uh, just because uh being in the united states i see so many different cultures so many different people living in one country and it was it was about time that i wanted to celebrate the diversity of the united states and 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 bringing all cultures together not to put something in a box 
that it's okay to go to a restaurant, which, because it was most, a lot of restaurants, like they will call it New American or American, but it will be Italian focused, like really heavily Italian or heavily Mediterranean. I'm like, why can't we just do it all? And it's not a hodgepodge of different flavors coming together. If you put it really in the right way, all the cooks, everybody, like different cultures, because uh, there's, I have cooks who are Peruvian, Colombian, Guatemalan, there's a uh, few Asians, and uh, people from Middle East. So everyone has some association to that, to that cooking, and that makes makes it special for a lot of people. So we could bring in dishes, and when you have when you're dining in the larger groups or your families, so, someone in a family has been to Middle East or or Turkey or like. Uh, Switzerland and if you can connect bringing those memories on the table like oh, I had this dish or similar something similar long time ago makes the dinner even more interesting and special so it's like it's 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 more about creating memories and and those moments for the families or diners than just serving great food is what we do at Saj. I'm curious because uh, your your other restaurant, that which was just opened last year, Ila, is very different. It, yes. It, it really focuses on Indian cuisine. And some of the things I remember I actually visited that restaurant was that your wife was working as the not as the hostess but kind of running the floor, and your mom was baking the naan that day. So I'm curious, why was it important to, to do that kind of restaurant, a more traditional style of restaurant? It was important uh, for a few reasons. One, because people at Stodge would always come in and be like, oh, we want more traditional Indian dishes or uh, there is no good Indian restaurant. And when are you cooking this curry or that curry? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I want to give people what they want because that's one thing we always stay true to, like give people what they want, but it's not Stodge wasn't the right place for it. And Saj does have some curries on the menu because that was a gift of pandemic to me. Uh, right, for, because you yeah. opened Stage like just a couple months before the pandemic started, right? Or, yeah, or right a month at, before. A on, month on before. On Valentine's Day will be three years this year. Wow. Yeah, so on March 17th, everything shut down. So I had to pivot and put butter chicken on the menu, chickpea curry, because uh, it, it travels so well. Indian food, curries travel really well, stay hot. And it's it's reheats it, well, yeah, and it's right. enjoyable next day. So we put it on, but it was, I wasn't able to take it off the menu after we opened for indoor <laughs> dining. So we we carved the area on the menu, gave a designated curries on a Saj's menu, just because uh, people people wanted it. Again, we wanted to give people what they want. So Saj is for you, and Ela is for the is for yeah, them, so, so to speak. So for... we, I'm like, all right, let's. I always wanted to do Indian restaurant as well. So we open Ela, which focuses on Indian regional cooking. So again, uh, it's my Indian, my global experience, not going back to India. It's my upbringing is associated because I traveled so much within India for my college, school, and uh, upbringing with my parents. Uh, my my. So that- I, I want I want to talk especially about you, the involvement of your family and your parents. But first, I, I'm going to take a little break. Uh, we're speaking with Pushkar Murate. Uh, he's the chef and owner of two Palm Beach County restaurants, where he's nominated for a James Beard Award. We'll be right back on Sundial. 
We're back on Sundial. It's Carlos Frias. And our guest today, Pushkar Marate, joins me. He's the chef and owner of two Palm Beach County restaurants where he's nominated for a James Beard Award. We were talking about family being so important. And like I said, I remember coming in and seeing your mom making the bread that day. Talk to me about what it's been like to to see your family become involved in restaurants with you. That was really, really amazing to uh, have my mother and my, my father uh, there for Ela's opening. And they were they were there when we opened Stodge as well. So it's like... Because they don't I, live here, right? No, they live in India. So did that, was that a surprise to you? They, they, and when, when we opened Stodge, it was a surprise. My wife surprised me with... Uh, I was I just came home from like being going through all the craziness of opening a restaurant and everything was delayed. She put a little paper on uh, my desk. We, I was sat at and uh, I opened the paper. I'm like, what is this? And there was a surprise flight ticket for my parents to visit. To she's like, you can't open your dream restaurant without your parents on your side. Oh, yeah, amazing. So, so that was uh, that was the first surprise. What a great move by I, your yeah, wife. Did, yeah. did you meet her? In the, is she in the restaurant industry, that, industry she, also? Yes, yes. How did, uh, you, how did you guys meet? We met uh, in uh, while running a restaurant in Long Beach, uh, California. California. I, and she was a GM of the restaurant, was a chef. And before we knew uh, we were together, our son was born in L.A. Yeah, and uh, now she is a... Uh, She's a mother, so she tries to do most of the stuff from home, but she helps when we need it. Uh, she'll do a lot of admin work from home and uh, pay our invoices. So my my parents were there for opening of Stodge, Amazing. and uh, what what has that conversation been like with your parents, especially when you said that most kids your age, where you were growing up, were going off to be you know engineers or doctors, like you had once considered. What what, what how have they felt about this career that you've made and these restaurants that you've opened and now the they're they're very proud of me so yeah. they're like they're so proud uh that they always tell me is like they cannot believe that uh like how, all the things i have done i mean they knew i'm gonna i'm gonna be very successful but it's beyond their imagination what i have done and achieved because uh, it's not like i didn't grow up in in uh, like that crazy rich Asian or crazy rich Indian family. <laughs> I grew up in a very mediocre military family, and you know, so it was it was always we had to work to I, both us, both of us, me and my sibling, we both had to work uh, hard for ourselves and and uh, get things we wanted. So for them to see a second restaurant opening and and for me to see them right next to me my mom was cooking shoulder to shoulder with me and then the first opening night when i saw my mom cooking uh on 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 right next to me because i was working a station that day teaching everybody the new dishes and uh and seeing my wife run the floor with andy uh who's my business partner and samantha who is uh, andy's wife and it's such a family affair uh, and seeing my dad just, uh, he worked as a dishwasher the first month of Ela, like, and, and more, like. Wow, when he it, just, he came yeah, and he immediately got yeah, to work to help Yeah, you. he was, and they were helping, they're working 13, 14, 15 hours a day, just like uh, 
uh, I do. And th the best part was they never worked in a professional kitchen day in their life, and they're doing a damn good job. <laughs> and uh, and to to see all this come together, I'm like, there's no way we're gonna fail. Forget about the food. Forget just the energy in that room was magnificent. It was like magical. And to see uh, my mother cook and pick her brains about like. Uh, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? But then I st I'm still very controlling when it comes to what I want. I'm uh -huh. very specific. Sure. But I always take my mom's uh, like uh, opinions and, and what she liked. And I, I, I was it was amazing. That's fantastic. So so what was it like having that, having your family be so involved in the success of these restaurants and to be there to witness it and then to be nominated for one of these big awards, which really is, it's it's really one of the big prizes in the food world, especially for restaurants. What did that mean to you to be nominated for that? It means a lot. And it, I, the the day I found out I was nominated, I was in tears because mm. it wasn't just about me. It was about all these years of uh, cooking and the recognition is a great thing, but it's getting a recognition for something you really have worked so hard and, uh, and and it's 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 a recognition for uh, our families, my staff who believed in us, and uh, doing this day in day out with me every day was a really meaningful recognition for all of us. And I like uh, I was I was in tears, and it it meant so much because there is this story of like you could achieve anything and everything you want. With uh, with the great support from a family and also having uh, having a great vision for it. So for the last eighteen years, this is I wasn't working for a recognition. I was what I wanted is Stodge, Ela, and more to, for the for the community and uh, so many so many staff uh, members, so many cooks who who believe and and cook uh, these different recipes with me. Uh, it was it was, it meant a lot for all of us. And you mentioned the community, so obviously they're the ones who had to support you long enough to be open for three years. Like you must be doing something right there. What what was it like to see the community respond to the kind of food that you're trying to make? In other words, that is food that feels like world cuisine, but with your particular Indian roots and Indian flavor. You know, added to that. Just talk to me a, a little bit about that, about the kind of. Um, the, the way that you've yeah the kind of response you've gotten from yeah I think it's humbling uh, we have like uh, I want to thank all the Palm Beach uh, community Palm Beach Gardens community all the all the guests who we serve day in day out they every one of them who who have supported us they became our long long lifelong friends and guests uh, I mean it's so humbling the opening the third day of uh of the restaurant opening we got standing ovation people were clapping wow. uh everybody in the restaurant stood up one one of the nights and uh and they were and it was it gave us goosebumps uh, all of us and it was it was something we'll never forget the first year of stodge opening was every day was uh every day including the days we were closed because we nothing came nothing nothing came easy to us it was uh, really disheartening to see a beautiful dining room closed. But even with the takeout, uh, we did uh, four days out of a week. We were doing a takeout only because that's what we could do. 
the tremendous amount of support. There are people buying uh, food all every day we were open for takeout. Tell me about that day where everybody starts clapping. How did that happen? Was it towards the end of your work day, at the beginning? How, what, what was the circumstances around Because we have an open kitchen, uh-huh. and everyone can see what's going on. And people, all the guests, they're sitting, and we were just putting food out. And the, the synergy between all of us watching what's going on and all this amazing food going out, because they have never had that kind of food in their neighborhood or probably never had that food because it was such a fresh uh, breath of like uh, in that part of Palm Beach County County. and people are eating food watching what's going on in the kitchen and all of a sudden one person got up started clapping wow and and it was like a stadium effect like it was the whole restaurant was clapping and it gave us goosebumps and I was I was like we have created something bigger than what we had imagined and today it's it's uh Stodge and Ila both the restaurants. We are, we are very fortunate to have those guests, and we could we couldn't have done it without our amazing community. And people on that community know people had there are people who are like, oh, why do you want to open a restaurant in Palm Beach Gardens? Like, I don't think they're ready for this. It's hmm. gonna there is ten restaurants failed in the same spot Stodge before, and I'm like, well, maybe they didn't do right food or whatever. Uh, it, 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 it's proven that location is important, but at the same time, if you do right food, uh, you have a right conscious, like you're doing, you know, you're doing a good food you build, they come. Then it's, it's, it's true. It's true that if you provide, uh, and you put your heart in, uh, and, and your passion into your food and it speaks volumes. Yeah. It's the field, the dreams concept. If you build it, they will come. What do you what do you love about cooking for others, both at home and, and in restaurants? Uh, the happiness on people's faces. Hmm. When when someone eats and they don't speak for 10 minutes at a time, and to see that satisfaction of, of like people travel in their heads, they, they go wherever they've been or, uh, or just so experiencing something brand new, that that smile on their face and the satisfaction is, is a worth, uh, and it's more than any accolade I can ever get. So talk to me a little bit about the dishes that we can find that let's, let's talk about each restaurant. Uh, give me, give me like one or one or two from stage that you would recommend. And and just tell me a little bit about the story that went into the creating that dish. Oh, there's there. Every dish has a story we can talk about, all the dishes for hours, but I'll give <laughs> I'll I'll give you like for instance we have a dish called Bang Bang Cauliflower. Okay. And it came another dish which is a gift of pandemic. I had after restaurants were closed uh, for in in uh, for inside dining, mm-hmm. indoor dining. Uh, we had a lot of these chilies left, uh, and I'm like, what are we gonna do? I don't. So I started fermenting different things, and. So I made this a big batch of chili sauce after fermenting them with garlic, uh, Fresno chilies, habaneros, and I put it away. And then when we opened the restaurant for indoor dining again, and all these products were like preserved and and sitting in the mason jars, I'm like, okay, what are we going to do with this now? So I just made a dish with like flash fried cauliflower, uh, mushrooms, paneer, and used that sauce 
as a base of another sauce. We made like a little creamy uh, chili fermented sauce and I put the dish on with a little lettuce wrap on the side and I'll tell you we sell that cauliflower like when people come in they don't even look at the menu like I want bang bang cauliflower <laughs> so it get and it finishes with mint and cilantro a lot of garlic and chili and it is a very like it is it's got some spice level to it and uh, and again people are like oh this is gonna be too spicy for this area I'm like I don't think so just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna compensate with the integrity of the dish. It needs the spiciness, and we're gonna keep it that way. But there is also a little sweetness uh, to the dish as well, and garlickiness, and uh, people literally love that dish. Even though they'll say, "Oh, it's too spicy or spicy," but they keep getting it. Hurts so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then other dishes, I already said, liver pate yeah. is something very unique yeah. um, that we make it. Uh, it's just it's got all Indian we use yogurt in that pate and and the, all the spices are Indian spices different spices but the the pate is made a uh, French way Get, gateway and, pate yeah gateway pate <laughs> yeah it is a gateway and then <laughs> and then we have um, uh, truffle Some, naan okay which we do it on our open fire which uh non bread non bread yeah non-bread, and then amazing. we and then we do black truffle fresh black truffle on it and a truffle butter or another that's, that's gateway. not something that you see very often is black truffle butter with a with a with a naan yeah and so now give me something traditional so at Ila, what's something that you do at Ila that's totally different from stage that is typical of that restaurant yeah so Ila, we we focus on a lot of different regions mm-hmm. so one of the region like i'll say i'll tell you uh i when we opened Eli, I didn't even want it a butter chicken on the menu. I'm like, oh, everybody just wants a butter chicken. Like, I get it. It's good, but it's because that's all they know. So, but I did put it on because a business side of me, I right. want people to come in. I still needed a gateway dish, even for the Indian restaurant. I'm right, like, right. all right, here is your butter chicken. Now come on in. So, but we do a bone-in chicken dish, which is a, called Kolapuri chicken, and I I can tell you. There would you can count on your like hands how many restaurants will have that regional dish on their menu in this entire America or anywhere in the world. So the Kolapur is a town in Maharashtra, and they use a lot of chilies because there's a lot of chilies around uh, in Kolapur. So we do this uh, spice paste with Kolapuri chilies, poppy seeds, which which gives that unique creaminess to the to the dish. And uh, we put uh, star anise, cinnamon, black pepper, and it's a very spice-forward uh, dish, very aromatic. And there is no cream or butter added to this curry. And and we marinate the chicken with garlic, turmeric, fresh turmeric, ginger, uh, and and it's bone in. And the sauce is made with like all those spices, the chili paste and the poppy seeds, and it's such a robust chicken curry that. Now we sell just as much uh, kolapuri chicken as a butter chicken, so it's it's it's. It you was, transitioned yeah, them from the I, from the dish yeah. that they were expecting or used to mm-hmm. into something mm-hmm. into something different, into something special. Correct. And in the last minute that we have, just tell me a little, a little bit about what it's been like to be able to take all that that part of your home, that part of your homeland and your country, with everything you learned in your travels, and then be able to present that and see people enjoy it. It. 
it means a lot to me because now uh, I can share what I grew up eating and I can share what I saw my friends eating and, and I shared those meals with my friends and family back home that we don't have to dilute our culture and uh, in, in a way where like you have to say, all right, eat, eat this because it is butter chicken has cream or dairy. Uh, we can serve authentic, true uh, food which comes from the different regions of India and I don't have to be you don't have to be ashamed of the culture like it's presented as is or without diluting or adulteration well Pushkar Marathi uh, you are the chef and owner of two Palm Beach County restaurants and are nominated for a James Beard Award for best chef in the south thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us thank you Carlos and that's Sundial for Monday February 6th Leslie Ovalle Atkinson is our lead producer. Elisa Baena is our producer and social media editor. Sergio Bustos is WLRN's VP of News. Katie Munoz is our director of original live programming. Our director of enterprise journalism is Jessica Bakeman. Our engagement editor is Katie Lepre-Cohen. And our digital editor is Matea Sanchez. Peter J. Mertz is WLRN's vice president of radio and Sundial's engineer. Our theme music is by the Miami Afro-Cuban funk band Balo at gopalo.com. You can download a podcast of this program. Just search for WLRN Sundial on your podcast app. Coming up tomorrow on the program, Kerry Sanders may be based in South Florida, but his job as an NBC News correspondent has taken him around the country. Now he's retiring after 32 years. WLRN Public Media.